So before we get started. Yes. We have a fun little gift for you guys. Okay. Aww. We wanted to get you guys something because we're very proud that you guys made it to episode 200. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and for all of the work that you guys put in. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, dude. No way. <laughs> From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Happy 200th episode, everybody! We made it, Mom! It we made is it. episode 200 of Stay Paid. I don't know if we ever had any idea that we would ever get to 200 episodes. Nope, we, we probably paid. thought I was telling Ariel before the podcast, I said, I feel like I came in on, on Stay Paid, like, halfway into it or something like that. No, but you were only, like, a couple episodes in. Episode four. <laughs> like, episode four. You know, I'll tell you a story. Is like... Because our original guest, uh, Sefton, our co-host, Sef yep. Sefton and I were doing it at the very beginning. And it was one of those moments for people that uh, are wondering, like, why did we make the switch or why did we bring you on? It's when you got on as a guest and then I felt the difference mm -hmm. in, like, the podcast, I was like, dude. You, you got you got to be on the whole time. So we kept Sefton on for a while, and then eventually it just became what you and I. Say? It's kind of like the first just the episode of, of the Office or just season. Just the two of us, sleepy pals. <laughs> hey, I got to show everybody. We yeah. have a we have a guest with us today, producer Ariel, who is yes. normally behind the scenes on the soundboard and running the cameras. Mm -hmm. She is on this podcast because we're going to do a little bit something special today. But first, I wanted to show this off because this team here at Stay Paid and Reminder Media is so amazing. Ariel, Jesse. And Andrea. Andrea, Andrea producer yeah. Andrea, and then Maddie. And Maddie yes. So Maddie, um, who used to help out with Stay Paid and everything, she actually made these shoes. You got to check out the video yeah. to see these special edition Stay paid shoes. We'll post pictures in the blog also. They're but it's got golden awesome. nuggets painted on. They're, they're white converse. It's got a stay paid patch. It says take action day on the back. I hope I'm getting a good uh, shot here for the cameras. <laughs> but man, thank you guys so much. You're going to yeah, start seeing us in these amazing. shoes every episode. Yeah, everybody knows Josh and I love Converse. Mm -hmm. I basically wear Converse every Yeah, that day. was the thing. When we wanted to get you guys a gift, we were like, well, what do we get? Yeah. And we said, well, they wear Converse all the well, time. I, I, so. Ironically, I didn't wear my uh, trucks today because I had worn them the last yeah. podcast because we're recording mm -hmm. seven podcasts. I know. Week, this but, is a crazy yeah. week. Yeah. But we're going to do a, a little content. bit of question and answer time. So we actually sent an email out and sent some messages out on social media to all of our listeners. So thank you so much for sending in your questions. Ariel is here to help moderate this and kind of throw some some questions at, at Luke and I. But Yeah, 200 episodes in. 200 episodes. See what 200 we got. episodes, thank 200 you. questions. I hope you two, guys are 200 ready. questions. <laughs> we have 200 two questions. hours later. I actually didn't start the timer for this one because I said, I ah, we can make it however long it we want. Here. Yeah. But we can make it let's, however let's long we want. Let's fire so. away. <laughs> okay, are you guys ready for the first one? Let's do it. We're coming out strong with this first question. All right. Are you ready? The first question is, do you and Luke, I guess this was directed at you, Josh, do you and Luke ever not agree on a topic or answer to a question? Uh, no, I like my job too much, <laughs> so I make sure not to disagree. I don't know. I'm trying to think Luke back. Ever. I think in the 200 episodes, we have disagreed 
politely. <laughs> I don't think we actually need to be better. Like we we talk about this all the time. Like we need to be better with that. Because, better at controversy. Yeah, well, better at just um, taking a stand and like picking like picking an opinion. Yeah. Right. Versus like, and this is part of me because like I come from the marketing world. I come from the creative world where it's like every idea matters. And it's and, and it's like yeah. you want to test everything like yep. literally. So I don't normally take a stand against anything, but there have been some times I can't think of anything specific, um, but there have been some times where we've approached things from. Different well, we standpoints. yeah, different, different ideas. You approach things usually from a uh, more scientific marketing perspective. I approach things more from a motivational pound, now, yeah. pound the pavement type. But we looked at this in good. our PIs because we did a free predictive index, yeah. right? So you guys can do that as well over at uh, remindermedia.com slash statepaidpi. And one of the things was like we need to take like we need to take a stronger stance or flesh out disagreements more. Like that was one of the yeah. the recommendations it had for us because we both tend to be like, well, whatever works is what we'll do. And I love that. And in some ways, but it in other ways, in ways, it doesn't like bring out some new ideas. It's a principle in life. It's like whatever your strength is also plays out in a weakness. I will tell you a behind the scenes never mentioned before uh, for 200 episodes. Dun, dun, dun. We actually interviewed a person that we did not release their episodes. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the reasons why we did not release it is they said a bunch of things. We just like they kind of attacked the audience of real estate. I called them a bunch of idiots and, and stuff like that. And, and we weren't expecting it on the podcast, but in, we pushed back on them. But when I looked back on the episode, my biggest regret was not pushing back harder because I don't know if it's about being on film and you're trying to be polite to guests and you're, you know, they're spending their time dropping their knowledge. So you're not there to harass them. This is yeah. not an interrogation. It's more value driven. Yeah, this isn't a 60 minutes interview where but we're trying to dig to the truth. You know, <laughs> here's, here's the thing I would tell people, which is a great marketing lesson. Great. Well, it's a great business lesson all around. If we would have been way more strong and authentic mm. on that, that probably would have been one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's probably people who would agreed with that person's camp, probably people who would agreed with our camp. And so it was, a, it was a mistake that we learned in our 200 episodes that we won't let happen again. Cool. Anyways, moving on. What a great on. way to end that. Yeah. But we won't let it happen yeah. again. Not, never again. Fantastic. <laughs> it might get argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. In a world overfilled with... Stepford Realtors, how does one determine and articulate their true differentiation from other agents without resorting to corny tactics? I don't nice. know what they mean by corny tactics. Um, I think maybe gimmicks well, of like your one-liners, like Dan the man, the, the real estate, mm -hmm. yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dan the real estate man. Yeah, Dan the real estate man, that's <laughs> what it is, yeah. Well, I think it's like the, the idea of like being over-polished, over-the-top, over-enthusiastic, right? And I think you know, one of the ways to differentiate yourself is to really focus on your niche and who you want to attract. So if that's not the type of client that mm -hmm. you want to attract, it's the type of client that's going to naturally lean towards that type of realtor. Like, don't do that. Be your authentic self because ultimately your, tri your vibe attracts your tribe. And if you are trying to be that other person, you're going to end up working or bringing people in that like you don't even want to work with. Mm -hmm. So find your niche. And this is where niching down really, really comes into play is you've got to know yourself, you've got to know who you are, and then you have to be able to um, uh, identify that on paper so that you can start to go after those folks in actual practice. Yeah, I think is what I think is what they're asking. Yeah, I think um, I think you're spot on with the niching down. I think an exercise that you could probably do is put down on paper. So if you're a veteran agent that have past experience, 
call your clients mm. and ask them why did they <clears> use <throat> you. That's a great like idea. Like go and, and reach out to you know all of your past clients or the ones that um, you feel like you can. Ask them, hey, what did you love about working with me and why did you use me? That will arm you up with the value proposition that will help you get your next deal. Now, if you're new and you're like, man, I don't have any past clients, so I don't know why people use me. Well, then you need to sit down and write down, why did I get into this business? Mm -hmm. And what is unique about me? And it doesn't mean unique in terms of all of humanity, right? So I play piano. That's not unique in terms of humanity, but it is unique. Like it is unique about me, right? And so like you want to write down all the things that are unique about you and then ask yourself like, what is it that you want to bring to the market that you're saying? What is the story that you want to tell? And the thing that I think that differentiates people mm -hmm. is ultimately their authentic passion of what they're on, why they're doing what they're doing. That might sound corny, but it ain't corny. That's the truth. People buy from me on the phone. It, like, who was it that we just interviewed? Jarrett James, right? So yeah. we just interviewed Jarrett James. I'm not sure if it's going to release yet or not, but incredible interview. But he talks about like visibility trump's ability mm -hmm. and i think that applies to mm -hmm. this from the standpoint of like your unique value proposition doesn't have to be the most talented you don't have to be the most articulate or the best in real estate know the market the best to win business you just have to be the most passionate about your story and go out there and scream it to the universe because then it applies to what you said is that you'll attract the people that love that story yeah so who sent that in do we have who, who submitted that? I want to give him a shout out. Barbara Birch. Barbara, thank you for that in question. In Northern Arizona. North, nice. From Northern Arizona. Love right. that. So, I've never been to Arizona. I've never been have to you? either. I went to Sedona, Arizona. Phoenix. Oh, so you've been to Arizona. Yeah, I've been to Arizona really for conferences. Hmm. Well, one was a retreat. I did a mastermind retreat out in Sedona, which was awesome. Sedona's nice. amazing. It looks beautiful out there. No. Okay, next <clears throat> question. I would like guidance on launching a blog. How? Where do I post it? How often? How long should it be? I have a fear of it for some reason, i.e. accuracy, acceptance, purpose, importance. Mm. Wow. That's a great question. So there's about five questions in one there, but I think that... <laughs> well, we have a blog. Can... You want to speak through it through the lens of like what we try to do with our blog, and then we can talk about you know, what you need to do from a launch standpoint? In terms of like the fear of it, like number one, and I hate to say this because it's it's so much easier to say than to do, but you have to get over that. Yeah. It's like, we were talking about um, this before uh, the podcast and about how like, I did not want to be on the podcast. I was scared to death of the podcast ever since coming on and doing this and being forced to talk in front of a camera behind a microphone, having, you know, being put out there on video, having to watch yourself and listen to yourself back, which is hard, <laughs> which is hard. But like, it has helped me grow in so many other ways, mm. I think, from, you know, not just personally, but also professionally. Like, now we're doing webinars, yep. webinars all the time together. I started doing stay paid, like, Instagram recently and, like, actually doing stories, which I hate to do. Like, I ac absolutely hate it. I would record them, like, 18 times. Mm -hmm. I'd look at these, I look horrible. I sound stupid. <laughs> I messed up that word. Same. Like, you've got to get rid of all that because you'll never grow. You know, life begins at the edge of your comfort zone, and that's really what mm -hmm. you have to be able to, you have to be willing to put yourself out there to the world if you're trying to get anything in. In, term, in, in terms of the technical aspects, there are plenty of free blogging software. We won't really go over anyone specific. We use WordPress, um, but then you need a host, and you can get hosting for very cheap. If you have a website, you yep. can actually have your blog put directly onto your website that way. And then you want to focus on, like, don't focus on writing blogs that are going to get massive 
SEO results and massive people coming into your blog from a search engine or or any other um, direction like that. Like, don't focus on that in the beginning. Just focus on the value. You know, if you've got something Great that question. you want to write about, like if you're thinking of starting a blog, it's because you've got something that you want to write about. Mm -hmm. Just start writing. Don't worry about accuracy. Don't worry about the mistakes. Write like you speak. It's going to uh, attract people even more. And then I would say from a marketing standpoint and a business standpoint, make sure that every blog that you're writing does have some sort of ascension path. So what I mean from that is if you're writing a blog about an experience that you had helping somebody, you know, helping a client with X, include a piece of content, whether it's a video, whether it's uh, an ebook. Um, or any other piece of content, a newsletter that people can subscribe to that ultimately moves them through your next uh, funnel of your marketing. Because a blog for personal reasons or just for fun is great to cut your teeth on writing. But if you're using it for your business, it's not going to bring you the return unless you're walking people to that next stage of your yeah. funnel. I think that's so good. I think uh, part of the question is the benefit. One of the biggest benefits of blogging is the authority that it gives you on the subject matter that you're blogging about. And, and when people buy, they buy from people in authority, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to go get advice from your high school son or daughter about investing in the <laughs> in the stock market, right? Well, unless they're Warren Buffett because yeah, they had been investing forever. <laughs> but you're, you're probably not going to do that. Why? Because you know they have no authority on that subject matter. So why, do, why does a financial advisor want to write – about the most frequently asked questions that they get or write about what's happening in the industry or what's ha happening with stock because naturally, even though they might not get a ton of views, just seeing that constantly, that Luke Acri is constantly putting out content on this subject, my authority goes up in your mind consciously of like, wow, and sometimes subconsciously, wow, this guy, he, he really knows this stuff. Like he's writing about it all the time. So I think the benefit is authority and it gets your brand awareness out there, gives you trust and credibility from, you know, to gain people in. It gives you content for your social media also, mm -hmm. gives something for other people to share. It's funny, we talk about authority. We were just talking about this with, uh, I was talking about this with my marketing manager yesterday, how we were looking at someone that had, had written a book. And we were like, we know what they do. We know what they did. We know how the book was written. But still, every time you see them with that book, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, they wrote a book. They must know what <laughs> yeah. they're talking about. It's, it's true. the same idea. It's so true. We actually have thought to ourselves, we should write a book. We are going to write yeah, a book. Yeah, tell We're us if you think to. we should write a book. Yeah. Give us some yeah. title ideas. Yeah. <laughs> a title. Yeah, everything. Um, okay. Are you ready for the next one? We who, are. Who was that from? That was from Laurie Joe Laurie jo Kotzen. Thank you, Kotzen. Laurie. Coatson, Cotson, something. I'm probably going to butcher all of these names, so That's I apologize okay. if I mess your name up. Okay. The next one is from Kathy Falsey. We'll start with the name. Okay. Nice. So Thank this you, is Kathy. From Kathy. Nice. This says, in your opinion, what is your best lead generating marketing tool for real estate agents who have a small sphere of influence? Mm. So it's really hard to narrow down to a best, but here's what I will tell you. He, like, let me give you exactly what my brother Steven did. Mm. So you guys heard many, many times, but for new listeners, you know, he's been in the business almost four years now. It's 35 transactions his first year, 78 is second, 100 is third. He's over 150, I believe, right now in his fourth year. So what did he do? He didn't have any Crazy. sphere when he started out, right? He yep. was a new college grad type person in a, in a yeah, town. Yeah, came from a customer service job. Yeah, it came from a customer service job. So he had a little sphere, but not a, not a big one. So if you need immediate transactions, which we all do in real estate, well, you need to go where the transactions are. So that would be 
Fizbo's. Why? Because they are actively looking to sell their home. So you need to call Fizbo's. You need to call expired listings. They actively tried to sell their home. You need to go run open houses for top producers that will allow you to run their open house because there's active buyers coming in. That is going to be pounding the pavement. It's going to be hard. It's going to be brutal. You need to go do that because all those people are actively looking and that's going to generate leads immediately for you and also grow your database because Steven grew his database from calling Fizbo's and he wouldn't get them that day. He closed some Fizbo's three months, four yep. months, six yep. months later, but he's building a sphere. Second then avenue is really getting into this idea of, hey, you do actually have a bigger sphere than you think. Yeah. So the reason why I say that is because you really have to be challenged to think outside of the box. So what would that look like? Your gym. I literally went to Planet Fitness today with a guy who's doing physical training with me. And we made the comment, not even talking about business, just going, it's crazy how the same 10 people in here are the same 10 people every single day. Every time you're consistently with somebody, it breeds familiarity, which is ultimately comfort. Those 10 people, you should strategically figure out how to get their names. The guy at the front desk knows me by name now. Mm -hmm. And I've only been going there for a couple of months. Now, it's partly his job, but guess what I want to do? If I'm a real estate agent, I want to get his name. Mm -hmm. I want to get him into my database, that type of idea. So you can build your sphere. It's bigger than what you think. And then third, and I'll let you kind of talk on this a little bit, Josh, is Facebook and social media is so cost effective to generate leads. And maybe you can share the, the leads uh, stuff that we've been running kind of brand ad wise, and then also the list of homes. But I think that is another way that if you did those three components, boom, you're going to, you're going to have a huge share. No, I was going to go right to the database. Like you have to start growing your database immediately because that's where the majority of your transactions should be coming from. One way to do that is through Facebook mm -hmm. and offering like an item of value. So we actually have a podcast about this called the three, um, the three Facebook ads that you should be running. And we do a webinar also where we're actually going to walk you through exactly how to do that. That's at ReminderMedia.com slash ads. We will walk you through how to set up mm. three different Facebook ads that you should be running at all times. One is your branding ad. This is getting you out there to the community. This is becoming the most well-known uh, professional in your community, in your services, right? So it's going to be videos, it's going to be pictures yep. of you, it's going to be introducing you. And then you take that audience, you can kind of retarget to it, or you can take them to the next level, which is your lead magnet ad. This is how you'll build your database. So providing an item of value, whether that's an ebook, you can get an ebook written and designed for you for like 30 bucks. Yeah, you if you're a client of ours, we have them for you in we your resource library. Them, we have them for you in the resource library. If you go to remindermedia.com slash resource, Dash library, uh, we have a new section called lead batting. So you can use those, run a Facebook ad to start to build your database that way. What does that allow you to do? It allows you to nurture those clients, allows you to send more emails to them, your recent listings. If you're looking at what item they're downloading, let's say they're downloading a guide for first time home buyers. Now you can tailor your messaging to them to see where they're at in the buying process. And then the last ad that you would want to run is your actual product ad. So these will be your active listings, things that when people request information on them, um, it's a much higher intent uh, request. Uh, and those are the folks that you would want to follow up immediately. That will ultimately start to build your database to really large uh, volumes for very, very cheap. We're talking, very cheap. We're talking like a little over a buck a lead to get into your database with those lead magnet ads. Yep. Um, and then like if you do what's good about like what we just talked about is the sweat equity is happening on the side of you pounding the phones and door knocking for Fizbo's expireds, running the open houses. That's the sweat equity. So you're spending your time there. The check equity is running in the background for you. 
which is the ads that you're paying for, running on Facebook, collecting those leads, anybody who likes you, engage with, all that stuff. So you, you can basically attack both at the same time and because all your time spent here and your money spent here. So. Love it. Great job. I was that Lori? That, that was... That was Kathy. Sorry, Kathy. Lori was thank before you for with the blog. That question. I love that you guys. It's not just like this is the best thing. It's like yeah. this is we're going into depth. I really think that yeah. I appreciate that. Yep, that's but exactly what that like if people want to like that that's too. exactly what Stephen did. Mm -hmm. His first year in the business, that got him to thirty-five transactions. A lot of sweat equity. And yeah. where's he Because he didn't now? have the sphere. So now he's over hundred and fifty. He closed a deal a day every uh, day this month. A deal a day. Or got one under contract, yeah, I should say. At? So sure. we all know that contract <laughs> under contract doesn't necessarily mean closed yet. But you got one under contract every single well, day. Well, yeah, and those from those Facebook ads that we just talked about, he just spent fifteen hundred dollars last month. He's got he's working with five buyers and two are under mm -hmm. contract from that fifteen hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. in a month. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Okay, so these next couple are anonymous. Okay. Asks her. Askers? Askers. 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 <laughs> That's definitely not a word, but questioners? we're running. Submitters. We're running. With, submitters. submitters. There you go. Yeah. These are anonymous <laughs> <Questioners>. submitters. <laughs> Interrogators. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this first one is, why did you start the podcast? Mm. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. Ego. No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we've talked about this. Actually, I don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but we've talked about it on other podcasts. So I have always, I've been listening to podcasts since like 2004 yeah, when podcasts been. started coming out mm -hmm. um it was like one of the only things that kept me up at night while working on the magazine like i would be in the office like working on the magazine overnight just listening to podcasts back then though you know it wasn't commercial nothing was produced itunes apple didn't have a podcast app um so then but and i always kind of had it in the back of my mind as we started to build more content with reminder media that we should be doing a podcast but i did not know how to translate what i would talk about on a podcast to our business because I was more on the design side and the creative side and the product side. Like I couldn't have a podcast about design, have reminder media pay for it and then, <laughs> you know, get business or earn clients or build an audience from it. So then once Luke, you really started yeah. getting into the content side, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe five years ago. Yeah. Something like, like you that. were running the sales team doing the above the noises you, where we yeah, started. Yeah. Then you I think. president. Then we started, as soon as you hit president, we started yeah. like going hard into the content, yep. um, doing the videos and stuff. And it was like our, our producer, or sorry, our video editor at the time, his name was Mark Randall, producer Mark. You guys, longtime listeners mm -hmm. will know producer Mark. He was actually on the podcast. Yeah. He kept pushing the idea of the podcast and to the point where it's like, all right, time. we're doing a podcast. What are we going to call it? Sefton, our original host, said, let's call it Stay Paid. And I'm like, wait, that you, sounds want good. To, you want me to sit down and like talk for 45 Well, that minutes? was like literally the first couple episodes <laughs> where you just talking for half an I hour. I just talked for half an hour. <laughs> Setson would throw in a question every once in a while. It's just, it's funny. Like in our first topics, like if you want to start a to um, like a podcast, it's like we just chose the ones that I felt like I know about. Like this is what right. I do every day. And I'm not positive it's exactly right. I don't know if I'm the guru of this stuff, but I'm just going to share this. Like I love what Chris Smith said. And one time I was listening to him, who's a uh, founder of Curator. He talked about like, there's no, like, I just talk about what I've tried. And yeah. what I do, yes. like, it's not a magic thing. There's no guru out there. It's literally like, hey, I've tried this. It worked for me. Yeah. You should try it. Yeah. Well, then, so if you're thinking about it for your business from the perspective of like, the reason why we did the podcast was obviously to earn business, right? We want to mm. build it's a, a great tribe. Point. Yep. We, mm -hmm. want to, we want to connect with people that will ultimately become clients of Reminder Media. The idea of having guests on wasn't really even in our mind as much in the beginning. We just wanted to put... Uh, content out there 
to get people into the reminder media ecosystem so that maybe one day they would work with us. So if you're thinking about this as starting for your business, you want to approach it from that standpoint, but don't let that be the driver. Like, don't like you notice we don't talk a lot about our business. Yeah, we're not on this pitching podcast. on the podcast. We have yeah. had people sign up for our uh, with our company who said, why do you have the stay paid podcast on your login screen? Yeah. And they're like, well, that's that's our that's our podcast. And they're like, no, no, no. I listen to that podcast. That's Luke and Luke and Josh. <laughs> like, that's the stay paid podcast. No, that's Reminder Media's podcast. Now, there's something to be said about a balance there. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we you- also we need to connect the two maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more. But the idea there, obviously, is like you don't want that to be the driver, but you still have to keep in mind that that is your goal with any I, content and make sure that whenever you're speaking or you're picking your topics, like you're picking topics that you do have authority on or that are interesting, but with the idea in mind of, hey, one day these people might use my services yeah. and that's why I'm doing this. Dude, I think the point that you're driving home about we started this podcast because we want to earn business. I think people get confused with this idea that Gary V teaches and we teach too, which is give value, lead with value. Just because you're leading with value doesn't mean you shouldn't try to earn business. And and that will kill you if you think it's all about just, I'm just going to go out there and give value. Well, you're not a charity. (laughs) <laughs> right. So, so you can, there's a lot you of charities out charity. there. Yeah. You can start yeah. a charity. Mm-hmm. You can be, so don't be ashamed of that. But, but the point that you, you earn business by not selling, by helping. So what we are trying to do on this podcast is we're trying to help from our experience from the guests that we bring in. It's, it's evolved over time, but, but never lose sight that, Hey, it's not bad. And you should always go, well, how would this podcast ultimately also help me because the best relationships are win-win. Yeah. So we want to bring you the best content for free to give you guys a win. And we hope we earned your trust that you would look into our stuff and maybe do business with us. Or maybe you're never going to do business with us, but who knows, like you refer this podcast to somebody else, all that exactly. stuff, it comes mm-hmm. back around. Yep. Yeah. And if anyone out there is interested in starting their own podcast, you can check out the episode with producer Mark. That was yes. episode 91. And he goes into the really tangible stuff, of essentially how we started our Even podcast. The tools. Yep. Yeah. It's and all the tools. It's extremely easy, extremely cost effective to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the cheapest things that you can do that seems big. Like if someone says they have a podcast or you see someone has a podcast, like, oh, wow, yeah, you got a podcast. It goes back to the book. Really, really. Cheap. Yeah. It's the, the book same. Point. same it's, it's the credibility. It's a lot cheaper yeah. than writing a book, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question is, well, you guys have kind of already talked about this. Your main reasoning behind starting the podcast was to help with business, but yeah, we're good. How has the podcast helped your business? I think I think from a lead generation standpoint, like we like I said, we have a lot of people that have signed up because they listen to the podcast and we're very thankful yes. for that. Mm-hmm. Um I thought share a story and shout out yeah. an act uh, our, our raving fan. We we appreciate you, Renee Burke. I was actually oh my gosh. calling. Renee is amazing. Yeah, Renee is awesome. I was calling, um, you know, prospects and well, with the sales team, and I end up calling Renee Burke. I, I don't know how she was in the queue. It was a cold I can't call, remember. Right? Yeah, I think it was a cold call, and I start talking, and I was introducing myself and everything like that, and she literally stops me. And I can't remember word for word how it goes, but she literally stops me and goes, no, 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 I know exactly who you are. I listen to your podcast all the time. And she ended up giving us a shot. So thank you so much, Renee, for giving us a shot at Reminder Media. But it's like that was just one of many, many stories that we hear yeah. of yeah. people, you know, just the podcast has, you know, it, it builds, you know who you're doing business with. Exactly. You're doing business with a bunch of goobers, Luke and Josh, who love dad jokes. Well, Stay Josh loves house. them. I don't know how I feel about them yet. You don't but, know? Uh, yeah. Maybe when 
when my kid gets here, I'll feel. Different. Maybe when you're a dad, you'll get the other the dad thing. Jokes the other thing, though, from a perspective of helping with the business is the people that we've met through interviewing mm. has opened up That's doors. That's a great point. And it's crazy. Like it started with you being part of this Instagram group. Yeah. And this disruptor. This yeah. idea. Of this Shout disruptor, out to Cena. Cena yeah. Azari, who was yep. one of our one of the first guests we had on. But you, we went out to California. You, me, and uh, one of our video editors at the time, or producers at the time, uh, um, Ryan. Yep. And so you spoke with this idea of this disruptor, and then we ended up bringing pretty much everyone from that tour onto the podcast as guests. And every time we would bring someone on, they'd be like, oh, you got to talk to this person. Oh, you got to meet this person. You got to do this. And we've had so many different relationships created that way. Our relationship with Sean Carpenter yeah. really kind mm -hmm. of started around the podcast and everything. And, and now he's done webinars for our clients. Yep, he, yeah, mean, he provides so amazing much value and, and shouts us out all the time. Point I will point out to people is you're thinking to yourself, you don't have guests. Mm. Neither did we. We interviewed employees. We did. I interviewed my insurance Jesse agent. Jesse was our first guest on the podcast. Woo. She's yeah. running the boards. Keith, <laughs> Keith Wilson. And I love you, Keith, right? So if you listen to this, I love you. But I interviewed my own insurance agent for the company, Keith Wilson. So look, we're Reminder Media. We were a multi-million dollar company at the time starting a podcast. And we still didn't have any any like guests. We were like, I, I don't know. Who are we going to get? And so we just used our sphere and network. And it's grown from there. And that's kind of how it happened. Happens. And I think Peter Lorimer's podcast, he was the one, I'm sure a lot of people have said it, where if you are starting out, especially in real estate or something like that, going and finding people in the community mm -hmm. that you That's can you can interview and you can talk to immediately yes. builds that you know relationship with them, but it also gives you content. So it doesn't necessarily need to be people exactly related to your industry. So really, good. anyone would be no, good you're for that. The well, especially shop. with a local business, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, next question. We got two more. All right. Wow. You're doing a great job. Well, how are we doing on time? We're at 27 minutes. Okay. All so, right. Not bad. So staying in Super there. expanded yeah. mega silver dollar. <laughs> this has extended to like being a full dollar bill. <laughs> we are. Yes, we are at that full dollar. Okay. Um, what is your favorite part about doing stay paid? Like what's your favorite thing? The money, that? the fame. Staying paid. The riches, <laughs> yeah, no. the yachts. I have the so yachts. many yachts because of this show. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, you yachts. know what I really love? Um, having to think about the topics like this forces mm -hmm. me to think about the things that we're going to talk about because we have to come on here with some level of authority we have to come on here with some level of statistics or actual numbers that Knowledge. we've run yeah. or that we've researched so like it forces me every single week to really kind of work on that i think it's the seventh habit uh Stephen Covey, of sharpening the saw mm. right the seven habits of highly effective people um is sharpening the saw so it forces me to sit down think about what we're going to talk about and then actually be able to enunciate it as uh, clear as I try to do each episode. <laughs> Although I do tend to stumble over some words here and here you and then. You do a phenomenal job. Um, mainly the intro and the outro, which is the same every time. <laughs> but uh, I think that's what I've enjoyed the most. Yeah. I, I think for me, uh, that's a great answer. I think for me, it's the I am learning as well when I'm interviewing these people mm. and when I'm looking for like the golden nuggets or the action item at the end, you guys got to understand, like I do this action item at the end, but it's because the whole interview I'm literally learning and listening. And I'm like, what is the thing that is really impacting me that I, there are so many things that I've taken from the podcast and implemented. Like right now, like we interviewed Michael Hellickson, which a huge coach in the real estate industry. Awesome. And he talked about this double dial technique and then a text message. We're literally trying to implement that with our sales team right now. Like we took that from the podcast yeah. to implement with our that. sales team. So there's so many things that um, I learn in interviewing the guests that I'm just like, whew, this is awesome. Yeah. 
And you guys get to hang out with us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yes. oh, yeah, that too. And, and I was we waiting get on to that. hang out yeah, with you. Did you hear that? No, just kidding. And we get to dress up in silly costumes every yeah. year. That's true. Yeah, is this is coming out after the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you haven't seen the Halloween special this year, you have to go back yes. and watch it, if for no other reason, just to see producer Ariel's amazing intro. Thank you. Because it's completely Thank different you. for the Halloween. Because yeah. Luke yeah, and I it's dress a lot of fun. up. You love that. Okay, last question. Are you ready? Ready. You guys ask this question every week on the podcast, so it's only fair. What are the three things I do every day? That uh, uh, coffee? No. no. <laughs> The other question that you oh. ask all the time, if you could go back and tell your younger selves anything, what one thing would that be? Mm. I would say to younger Luke, the success is sticking with the details. Um, there's been so many times on my journey growing Reminder Media that I think it's time for me to, oh, I don't have to pay attention to that detail. I don't have to get in, whether it's with IT, I don't have to get in and and be involved at the detail level with the projects and stuff. I don't have to get in with the sales team. And and what I've learned, and this is just real raw truth, is every time I step away, Mm. and some people would say, you should delegate every time, but every time I step away, I go delegate does oh, not mean neglect. correct. Right. You need to know the details of your business, the details of what you're trying to do. And it's not that you shouldn't trust. You should always trust and empower mm-hmm. people, but you should always inspect what you expect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would tell myself is, which that's another, isn't that another habit? Yeah, Dude, I think so. Two Stephen Covey habits in one podcast. Boom. Look at that. I think I gave this answer the last time that we did a Q like the Q and A mm-hmm. with with L J, with L and J Q and A with L and J the marketing guy. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's I this think week's title. That, <laughs> I, and I don't know this this one's always tough to answer, but I think I would just say like have more fun, enjoy the moments mm-hmm. more. Don't be so like. I would get so serious about things, especially as we were building the business. I would take everything so seriously. And I think as we've grown and we've added so many people and people like you have come on, like Mm -hmm. we've been able to just like, no, no, it's okay to try it and mess up. Like it's okay to fail. It's okay to, Mm -hmm. you just have to try stuff. It doesn't have to be perfect. I was, I would let perfection get in the way of, of, you know, they say the perfect is the enemy of, of good. Because you're not you're not doing it. You're not taking mm-hmm. the action. You're thinking about it. You're analyzing it. You're trying to get it 100% right. So that's what I would go back and tell my younger self would be like, no, just do it. it it'll be okay. You're going to learn more from from trying it and doing than you will from taking the time to get it perfect. That's why Josh and I are such a good team. Because his weakness is he's got to actually let go. And my weakness is don't let go. <laughs> <laughs> You notice that? Yeah, you guys balance each it's other It's because our really personalities, well. yeah. it's like, I'm just like, of course it's going to happen. And he's like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Love that. Those are all the questions that yeah. I had. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you, Ariel, for coming hey, on and asking those questions. I don't really have an, an outro or any special thing to say other than like, we just want to thank the yes. listeners mm-hmm. so, so much for all of your support. We um, Every time someone like shares about the podcast or says something or gives us a review or comments mm-hmm. on a YouTube video... It's always, always fun. It really it means a lot. It will never get really old. It, it's, it's always like, oh my gosh, like people are listening, people yeah. learning, um, mm-hmm. especially when we get like compliments and people taking away things from the guests, like being able to have 
the guests on and hear your guys' thoughts on that. I yep. just want to give a shout out and no. thank you to all of our listeners. I agree, man. I second that. It's always funny when you do art, right, and content. You want to do it in a way that you don't care what people think, but you do it for other people. <laughs> yeah. So right. you're like, of course I care what you think. But no, it truly means the world to us when we see people resharing it, posting it, commenting, and, and also ultimately giving us feedback that it really helped them. I think we got a uh, testimonial on iTunes, a review on iTunes that they implemented it and it really yeah, has they got changed. three listings from it. Yeah, said. it really yeah. has changed their business. Yet. And it's just like, that stuff is amazing to hear. So we really, really appreciate it. We appreciate all the support. We can't wait till we're sitting here at episode 400. Absolutely. Going, what the heck happened? Mm-hmm. And maybe we've interviewed like Tony Robbins by that time. Absolutely. So yeah. thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for a birthday gift for the Stay Paid Pals, if you're looking to get us a 200th <laughs> birthday gift, head on over to iTunes, throw us a five-star rating and leave a comment and make sure to share the podcast with your friends and your family, your business workers, your coworkers, your employees, your bosses, everybody that you know, that will be the best birthday gift you could ever get yeah. from Josh. Other than these sneakers. I mean, <laughs> these sneakers will be... Shout out to Maddie for mm-hmm. the great art on mm-hmm. those shoes. You can uh, get more of this podcast, get all the sh- uh, links. I dropped a lot of links in this yep. one. So you can get all of those links over in the show notes at staypaidpodcast.com. And you can follow Stay Paid Podcast. We're at Stay Paid Podcast on Instagram. And you can email Luke and I directly, podcast at remindermedia.com. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Aker. And the action item from this one is keep going. Be consistent. We're 200 episodes in now. And man, has it evolved. Has it? Have we been through some ups and downs with it? So, you know, changes lots of changes, but it's been amazing to see the results when you stay consistent. So whatever you're doing right now, just stay consistent in it. Keep pivoting, keep evolving, but don't give up. Don't quit because pain is temporary. Quitting lasts forever. Remember the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single business we work in is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 